Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. joining us on this October 12th of 2019. It's amazing how fast this year is moving forward. So I'm so excited that I have a lot of people that have called in today because we have a great, great topic. Let me just go around the table and say good morning to those who were so diligent in calling in before I could. So um I'll just say good morning, and then we'll be able to start the program. We have a lot of first-time callers today, so um, I will start by saying good morning to Samantha. Morning, Samantha. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. (laughs) And today I have a co-host. My co-host is Susan. Susan Tuza Kunda Jacobs, who now resides in Atlanta, recently moved from North Carolina. Susan, welcome. Thank you, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. So Susan will be, um, every now and then, will be co-hosting with me on Blog Talk Radio. She has um, um, she has majored in communication and what's not the best way to make use of this. Donna, thank you so much for calling. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing, everyone? Okay. Um. Today we'll be talking to Helen and Kuza, but before we say good morning to them, I'd like to recognize Rita. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? I am well. I'm so excited. You guys have a great um, event coming up next week, and we'll soon get into that. And I'm just waiting for Bella. Bella, if you could press one for me, please. Okay, I think I see you. It's okay. Um, Bella, I'm yet to unmute your line. Give me one moment. Good morning, Bella. Good morning, Mr. Tudor. How are you today? I'm all right. For those whose lines I have unmuted, if you're not speaking, please unmute your line. And when you're ready to speak, we can go ahead and speak. So before we get into our program this morning, um, we have a special presentation for the next 
10 minutes or so, we'll be talking to Bella, the president for AZA, that is um, Atlanta's Zambian Association or Association of Zambians in Atlanta. Please forgive me if I've mixed the two up. And we'll also be speaking to Ida Brazel, the founder and president of ZLA, Zambians Promoting Leadership in America. Welcome. Thank you, Matilda. Thank you. So we have one week from um, the beginning of Zambia independence celebrations. People are celebrating on the 19th and the 26th and so on. And uh, there is some some important information you'd like to share about your event. Uh, Frida, please, if you can, uh, you can take the lead of um, President Bella. Maybe you'd like to introduce Frida. Go ahead. You have the floor. <laughs> if you could talk about this event. Actually, um, this is Frida, and good morning, everyone. Um, I'm actually listening in. I'm going to let Bella take the platform, and I will support as is necessary. Um, and, and the reason behind this is that we're doing this in unison, so his voice is my voice and vice versa. So go ahead, Bella. Okay. Thank you very much, Ms. Frida. Uh, so thank you, Matilda and the Zambia Block Talk team for giving us the opportunity to talk about our celebrations next week. And the event that will be, the title of the event is Zambia Independence at 55 uh, Years. Uh, we have two events. One is a, a panel discussion on investing in Zambia, and that will be held on October 18th, uh, beginning at 6.30 p.m. at a local restaurant called Majano's uh, on the perimeter. And then on Saturday, we have the main event, the Zambia 55 Years Black Tie event, uh, which is being held on October 19th uh, at 6 p.m. at the Atlanta Marriott uh, Perimeter Hotel. And the theme for the event is empowering African diaspora in economic development and, of course, celebrating 55 years uh, of peace in Zambia. And the overarching goal of this, if these two events is to basically promote uh, investment, entrep entrepreneurship, and exchange uh, of opportunities that exist between Atlanta and Zambia, and at the same time building and strengthening our social, uh, cultural, and economic ties between uh, Zambia and also those of us, our African friends in their diaspora. So that's pretty much the uh, the premises of the event is like to empower the African diaspora in economic development, not just in Zambia, but you know in Africa uh, broadly, and also in, in our host countries. So we do have a panel of some great guests that will be coming to the event. Uh, we are honored that the uh, Zambian ambassador to the United States, Dr. Ngoza Siambakula, is coming as one of our honored guests. And we also have three uh, key speakers that are coming to the event. Uh, Ms. Linda Mataka, she's a partner at uh, Theotis Mataka Sampa, a law firm in Zambia. They're experts in business uh, litigation uh, and arbitration. So we're very excited to have uh, somebody from Zambia coming to speak. And then we also have Julianne uh, Consenza. She's a co-founder of the Africa Education Program, which is a nonprofit based in Kafue. And they provide education opportunities to vulnerable students or children, basically, in Zambia. So part of the proceeds from the Saturday event will be going to support her nonprofit. And this is an opportunity for us as Zambians uh, to recognize a friend of Zambia who has been doing great work in the sector of education and to also introduce her to other people who can support her work and the great work that her organization is doing. And then the final speaker that we have on Saturday is Mr. Marcus Green. Uh, he's the Assistant General Counsel for Pfizer Pharmaceuticals. Uh, he's been very active in providing technical assistance to lawyers and judges and other law professionals in Zambia, so we're very excited to have a uh, friend of Zambia like Mr. Marcus coming. And then for Friday, which is the, the panel discussion on investment, uh, we're very excited to have Ms. Dolly Kabanda. She's a CEO of African Risk Capacity Insurance uh, Limited. is a UK-based uh, firm that specializes in identifying uh, companies in Africa and Asia that can be supported uh, financially. And then, of course, we also have Dr. Brian Malambo. Uh, he's the founder of Longhorn Associates Limited. Uh, which is an investment management firm uh, based in Zambia. So he'll be coming to talk about what his company does in terms of managing uh, people's wealth. So we want to highlight that even in Zambia, we have those expertise, 
or that type of expertise as it relates to uh, managing funds. So we're very excited to have Dr. Brian uh, coming yeah. to the event. Yes, and then the last person we have on Friday is Ms. Constance Monswe. Uh, she's the CEO of ITH Staffing and also the Vice President of ITH Charities. Uh, the charity focuses a lot on water and health. So we're very excited to have an accomplished businesswoman or business person like Constance Monswe coming to speak about the investment opportunities that exist in Zambia and how she has been able to overcome her personal challenges uh, to build her, her business. So I think I've spoken mm-hmm. a lot about the, our plans for next Friday and Saturday, but again, it's just yeah. aligning with the theme <laughs> yeah, of empowering the African diaspora and economic to development. I'd just, like to add wow. I'd just like to add one aspect as well is that we also want to celebrate ourselves on Friday evening because everybody who knows the Zambian is aware of the master ceremonies as well as the DJs. Um, Chishala Chitoshi, a.k.a. Gesh Group, is also going to be coming to Atlanta on Friday evening. So we tried to map out something for everyone because everybody's at different budget points. So we have the $50 panel discussion that uh, Stella mentioned, and then we have a $20 night party meet and greet so everybody can just really um, celebrate, but also encourage networking amongst us. And then, as Stella has mentioned, the Black Tie event, which is on Saturday evening. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. You have a great lineup of speakers. This is something that I wish everyone could um, attend, you know, not just the listening audience, but everyone. I think that there's a lot that people can take away just by attending this event. Um, so the... Friday and Saturday, is it one price or are they separate? And uh, where can a person get uh, their tickets for either days? Okay, so the tickets for the Friday and Saturday events, they can be purchased on uh, Z, let me just say the the website, uh, ZLA, ZLA Foundation.com is where you can purchase the tickets for both uh, events on Friday and Saturday, but the Friday uh, get-together or meet-and-greet with Josh Groove to be held at uh, the Crown Bar Sports and Grill. Uh, there you just have to buy on per- uh, at the door without selling those tickets online, given that uh, the environment doesn't allow us to do that. But the tickets for the Friday uh, panel discussion and the Saturday black tie event can be purchased uh, on zlafoundation.com. Or if you have any problems, you can just send out an email to myself. Uh, that's B-S-I-A-N-G-O-N-Y-A at gmail.com. And I'm more than happy to help you through the process. You can give me a call at 404-751-6802. And we can discuss the modalities of uh, getting you those tickets if you like to come and you're having payment challenges. Okay. And the price, yeah, you mentioned the price. So the current price right now is 175 for the Saturday mm-hmm. Black Tie event. And the tickets are selling pretty fast. So we foresee by Tuesday okay. having the need to possibly stop selling tickets. So if you're thinking about Absolutely. it, you're on the fence, we strongly encourage you mm-hmm. to make that decision as soon as possible. And then on Friday, the okay. tickets are $50 uh, for that event. Great. Bella, what, this is what I'll ask you to do. On my Facebook page, on my personal Facebook page, Mwaba Lucas, my Facebook name, I have a post there asking people to comment below where they're facing the independence and if they can share whatever relevant information they wish to. So if you don't mind, you can share that. A lot of my listening audience has access to that, and uh, we can also make sure that um, a broader um, viewership can get access to this information so we can purchase tickets for those who are still sitting on the line outstanding for those who have not decided where, on where to celebrate their, their independence. So this is a great um, thing that you're doing, Frida. I know about five years ago when Zambia 1050, you launched DLA, and five years later at the double nickel, as the Americans would say, the 55, you have uh, brought us yet another super event. So I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and uh, promoting your event. 
for nothing but success. One last thing, will any of these um, panel discussions, can they tape for people to purchase for later, for those who missed it? So that's the conversation you can let us know later. That's okay. (laughs) Ramsa, I didn't quite understand your question. I know we are wrapping up for our segment, but if you could just clarify your question, that would be great, please. Okay, I was saying for the panel topic on on Friday, for those who are not able to attend, would this uh, panel topic, uh, topics, would they be um, recorded for people to um, purchase? Would there be a DVD? Okay, we haven't thought about that, but we definitely, we, we have hired somebody to record the, uh, the event. So it's definitely something that we can think about and see how we can make it accessible to everybody, but the idea is like to still make these panelists uh, accessible to mm-hmm. our supporters and our friends, so we can definitely look at modalities of connecting people to the panelists beyond the event. Okay. Uh, Susan, uh, did you want to have anything to say for our guests here? Yes, yes, Matilda. I wanted to find out, and I do appreciate that they have different uh, events priced at different prices to cater for different budgets. But for the event on the events on Friday, I wanted to find out what are the times if somebody wants to go to the discussion, the panel discussion, and then wants to go to the event where guest group is going to be playing. What are the time uh, time slots for those two events? Are they going to be running concurrently, or if we can just clarify on that, please? Sure. Uh, so no, they're not running concurrently. So the first one, the panel discussion, is at Majano's at the perimeter in Danwuri. So that one starts at 6.30 p.m. until 9 p.m. That's the time for that event. And then the one with Josh Groove, because it's an open it's an open space, uh, the doors there are open anytime, but Josh Groove, we don't forbid him beginning to perform until 9.30 p.m. So there's sufficient time for people to go from Ajano's, uh to the Crown Sports Band Grill to get there at 9.30, 10 o'clock. Uh, to see Josh Groove, but we plan on having Josh Groove there by 9.30. Awesome. Thank you so much for clarifying. No problem. Thank you for the question. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, for those who have called in. uh, ZLA, is it AZA presenting ZLA or ZLA presenting AZA? (laughs) There's a joint Uh, venture. ZLA and AZA jointly present, yeah. So it's a joint presentation of the event. Great. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This is happening in Atlanta next week, Friday and Saturday. It's a two-day event. You can go to zlafoundation.com for more information on how to purchase your tickets for um, Friday and Saturday. And if you'd like, after having a long day, uh, go ahead and let your hair down and listen to Gesh Group. Never go wrong with his music. Frida and Bella, thank you so much for joining us. Frida, I'd like for you to hang out a little bit longer because of the topic that we have today. Uh, we're talking to some young ladies, so please, if you don't mind, just stay on the phone a little bit longer. There's possibly information you can get from the, our, our, our guests, or maybe you can ask them a question. Is that okay? Absolutely. Thank you, Matilda. Thank you so much. Okay, we are switching gears because we are pressed for time. Um, Today we are talking to two young dynamic ladies. Their names are Helena Teo and Tekuza Teo. There are some young ladies that I've met here in the Florida area. They are what I would call up-and-coming leaders. We Zander Block Talk Radio had recently celebrated its tenth anniversary and since then we said we need to start engaging the youth. And along uh, um, along with the two ladies I've mentioned, Samantha and Yona are also online. They will be weighing in their um thoughts from time to time as we bring this round table discussion to a start. We are talking to the Zambian diaspora youth. Some of them were born here and um, here as in the United States, 
Others came here when they were young. Others came here when they were still at an impressionable age for us to want to call them Americans in quotation marks. And also, last week, I mean, sometimes on, on this radio we will say, well, when we're talking to millennials, when we're working with millennials at our jobs, those of us of a certain generation just feel like, ah, Millennials, they don't listen, and possibly they say the same thing about us. So this is the first of many topics on where we are going to try and bridge the gap. We would like to focus, would like to engage the youth. What can we learn from them? What can they learn from us? Where is the disconnect? And since they are the, the future, we will need to engage with them. So Koza and Helena, welcome. Hi, Auntie. Welcome. I mean, thank you. <laughs> Hi, thank you. <laughs> All right. Now, your voices do sound familiar, so from time to time, do mention your name so that our listening audience can know if there's a particular question they want to ask to either one of you. So we'll go ahead and get started. Um, Koza, you, I'm sure, yes, you were born here. Your parents are Zambian. And for many who have met you, they are so amazed that for person who was born in the United States, you are very Zambian. You have, as they would say, you still have your Zambian accent, but you were born here. Do you get that a lot from other Zambians, other grown-up, <laughs> other older Zambians? I don't know what's the right word to say here. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I do. Um, my parents, I was born, I was born here um, in Indiana, and then we moved to Florida in kindergarten. And, but my parents made a good job of making sure I still kept in tune with the Zambian culture and being Zambian. So even from making visits when I was young, every so often as much as I could, as much as they could, to now, every time I come in the house, my mom says, "When you get in the house, this is in America. This is still Zambia." So I think they've done a good job at just uh, making sure that I wasn't quote unquote Americanized. But I still knew where I came from, and plus also just me taking, um, having that interest of like making sure I'm still in tune with my culture and still clinging on to what I am and not necessarily being that Americanized African child. I feel like I made myself a good mixture of both being an American but also still being a Zambian. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, and so... When um, when you are um, work, when you're outside your home, of course you have to be you 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 have to allow yourself to uh, be part of that community that you're with, the American community. You have a difficulty um, doing both, or is it just something that transitions without without even you noticing? Um, I think younger it was a bit. It used to be weird for me because I go from being used to one thing and not understanding why other people did other things. But I think growing up and understanding that I'm a part of two very different cultures, it's now become a thing. So at work, uh, or at work, or just outside of home, I, I, it's not. It's become more of a natural thing to just blend well with whichever community I'm in because I can be with my friends at work. Oh, the American side of okay. There's background noise. I'm not sure if it's coming from where you are. If you could just move to where a flight is. And if it's not you, for those who are not speaking, please mute your line. Go ahead, Peter. Um, I don't even realize it sometimes, but I can be, I can be let's say I'm at work. And I'm the American side of me. And then let's say I'm at home. It just happens naturally. I think some call it cold switching, where I guess you hear my American accent on a regular day. But let's say if, if Helena comes around or uh, Sassy comes around, the accent might come out. But it's not like a, I'm telling myself to switch. It just comes naturally. I, I think it's just a natural feeling that I get from who I'm with, uh, where the code switching comes okay. from. But other than that, it's just kind of natural. All right. 
Well, I know time moves very quickly, and very soon we haven't even gone into much of a discussion, but soon uh, people would want to ask you questions. I will go into something more on the serious side on leadership. Uh, you have been here most of your life. Helena, also feel free to jump in. When there are Zambian events, and this is amusing, you guys here, but this is reflected across the state. When there are Zambian events, like you heard uh, Ms. Frida and Ms. Abella talk about the upcoming event, do you feel as a Zambian youth that these events um, include you guys? Hmm. Okay, while you're thinking about that, do you attend Zambian events when you hear about them? Not all of them, no. <laughs> Not all of them. Okay. <laughs> Helena, um, tell us why you, you don't uh, you don't attend some of these, other than uh, mom at home saying, no, you can't go. If you hear there's a Zambian something happening and... Uh, what's your first response? Be honest, guys. Go ahead. I always want to attend them, but usually uh, I get busy with other stuff like work, maybe, and then I wouldn't be able to attend them, but I would always want to and love to attend them. I'm sorry if you could say that there's background noise. Um, Helen and Kuza, if that's not coming from you, I would ask for those whose lines are, are open. If you can mute your lines, there's noise coming in and we're having a hard time listening to our guests. Thank you. Go ahead, Helena. Could you repeat your answer? Um, I was saying I'd always love to attend them, but um, maybe I'll get wrapped up with other things like work or something else, but I would always want to attend them. Okay. Um, generally, we have heard that some Zambian young people would feel like it doesn't appeal to them, and I was trying to see if that was the same response that you had. Let me see if Yona and Samantha have a different view. Samantha, um, I'll start with you, then I'll, same question to you, Yona. When there are Zambian events in your communities, in your area that you live in, such as the Zambian independence coming up, is it something that you're more inclined to attend, Samantha and Ben Yona? Um, hi, everyone, Samantha. So I think for us in uh, for us in North Carolina, there are not that many um, young young Zambians. So whenever there is an event, most of the time, majority of the time, it's really for like you know the adults. But I think we still make an effort to say, okay, you know what, let's go. I'm sure there'll be something that will appeal to us. And most most times out of ten, there's usually, you know, even an adult who takes an interest to say, oh, you've actually come, you know, what's actually brought you here? And then that sparks a conversation. So I'd say for the most part, I um, definitely attend because there's really not that many events that go on. So I just make an okay. effort. Thank you. And Yona? Uh, honestly, I haven't made any attempts uh, because I don't really know a lot of local Zambians in my area because I live in Dallas. Uh, everybody I knew was through my mom. <laughs> yes. Go on. <laughs> and uh, mm -hmm. but I that's something I'm definitely interested in. Uh, probably connecting with more Zambians in our community. Uh, if somebody could you know put together possibly like a group chat or something, and mm -hmm. it would just be easier for everybody to connect because I don't really know people in my area. Okay. Uh, President Bella, if you can come back around to the mic. Um, or if you're not able to, um, Frida, Atlanta is, um, yeah. um, I think, would be a, a mini Lusaka, maybe a mini Zambia. I'm not sure I shouldn't say Lusaka because this copper belt Lusaka thing apparently is real. It's a mini Zambia. You have a lot of Zambians in the Atlanta metropolitan area. But at the same time, you have a lot of youth. When you have Zambian events, Zambian-related events, do you have something that is targeted to the youth, or do you see a lot of youth attending your event? Uh, no, I think for us here in Atlanta, we have struggled with that a lot in the past, and it's something that we're trying to be proactive in changing. For example, like this upcoming independence event, one of our moderators is a very young young man. Uh, same thing for the Saturday event. 
one of the core MCs, Maureen Lukwesa, she's also young. And we also have some young Zambians coming from Mississippi, Alabama, uh, coming to help with uh, the event. And we also have another young man. Uh, his name is Carlo Scalumbi. He's based here in Atlanta. He's also helping with the event. So this year we've done a deliberate mm-hmm. uh, approach in trying to incorporate the youth uh, into the event. But mm-hmm. there's definitely more work needed in that area because when we host events, uh, we see... Uh, very few youth participating in the event, so there's definitely a need to engage them and see like how we can make these events uh, relevant to them and maybe possibly just having youth-centered uh, events. But in the past, we've tried to bring uh, youth as speakers at events as a way to try to get more youth to come out. But yeah, there's definitely a need for us to improve in that area. And I'll just, um, this is Frida. I'll, I'll just add because from a generational perspective, I think you have the young Zambian who is just starting out in the workforce, and then you have the young Zambian students. So five years ago, because I had a rising freshman in high school, we had a group that was a support network for those who had kids going into um, the freshman high school year. And we encourage them to share some of their frustrations and what's going on in their lives. And as Bella has mentioned, we did notice that gap. So as he has said, we have Enomwamba, and you guys can Google him because the one thing that I would say is that there's so much excellence in us Zambians, and we don't know what's what we don't know. Name? So to the Enomwamba, E-N-O-W-A-M-B-A, and him and Felicia Mabuza-Saro are going to be the moderators on Friday. So we have a generational handing of the baton from somebody who is a renowned talk show host to somebody who is an upcoming talk show host. He likes the mic. And so there is a gap. And I'll be very interested in hearing from Kuza, Samantha, Helen, um, and Yona what some of your needs are because everybody has a different need. So it's not about going to an event because I know you're all so busy. You have everything going on, and you have your phones and stuff like that. So we have to understand what your needs are so we can meet your needs as it relates to being successful as a Zambian in the diaspora. Um, I would say for me personally, uh, I'm Yona, by the way. Um, you know, I, I have my own businesses and stuff like that, and I had, I had to start everything from the ground up, and doing everything like that, it's been hard. So my biggest struggle was really – finances. Uh, I didn't really have finances to do much, and I kind of just had to work with what I had and just build off of that. And don't get me wrong, you know, doing it that way has, you know, made me stronger, uh, mentally stronger and stuff like that. But, you know, just having resources and finances to actually make things happen, carry out plans, ideas, uh, that's probably something uh, our generation is lacking. That's just my input on that. Okay. Susan, I'm sure you wanted to see something. Oh, okay, go ahead, yes. Kuza. No problem. Oh, sorry. Let's hear from Kuza. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, um, Nana, sorry. But I what I agree with um, what you're saying. One thing that I feel like I've mentioned before, I don't know, um, Auntie Matilda, if you remember us having this conversation or not, but I feel like um, as a youth in school, I just feel like having like a a platform or – just having something to help us who are younger, like I graduated high school what, like a year, a year and a half ago, but learning things like how to handle taxes, how to handle money, how to just small, well, not small, small things that are big in life, I feel like something that's important, especially for those young Zambians who, let's say, come from Zambia at around the age where they need to learn those things. Just having like a, a platform or somewhere where we can just be taught and know these things so that when it comes to dealing with the real world, we're not, we don't feel stuck. Because personally, I know I have different sources and everything, but if I was taught, okay, this is how you fill out a tax form, this is how you file for taxes, or just having that platform to know how to deal with finances, because we can always, we're always taught to save our money and everything, but there's different ways to save, different ways to handle money, different ways, just different things. So I feel like having a platform, especially for Zambian youth, because there's different types of the youth. There's people like me who were born here, so maybe we might have more an advantage because we could learn that through our school systems. There's people who come from Zambia who they're used to one way of things, 
but in America, it's different. So having that platform where it's like we can be taught and be known those, um, be educated on those things to make our experience in this country better. That's an awesome request, Kuta. Thank you. Definitely sounds to me that even as much as you are in in America with Zambian heritage, I think it's important that you see successful Zambians that have integrated into the system. So maybe not so much focus, well, definitely focus on how to do taxes, but also have some role models that are doing things, doing things the right way that you can trust to learn things from. Because I think things like taxes, it's every American that has to learn how to do that. But uh, what I was trying to lead to is, would, do you feel in gaining that, uh, your portfolio, building your portfolio, you might be straight from high school, but if you're looking at yourself 10 years from now, do you identify more with growing your 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 future back home or here? Is it something that you would say you are more inclined to just be here without any ties to back home, or if you were given the opportunity, would you like to build something back home? I know they say, you know, you can always go back home, but we always want to encourage you to go back home to something. So is that even something that crosses your mind? And this is just to everyone on the platform. Is it, do, you feel, do you feel an obligation to want to have roots to home, even though there's been a gap? But do you have that desire to say one day um, I want to go back home to something? For me, I do for sure, uh, because I came here when I was four in 1999. And I still have family back home that I talk to. And I, the ultimate, the main reason I even started businesses was so I could grow capital because, you know, the U.S. dollar is the most valuable currency and I could build businesses back home in Zambia. So that's kind of been my plan for the last, like, five, six years is, you know, building something here that's going to fund my businesses in Zambia. And that's kind of where something I've always wanted to do. Awesome. And that's, that's very encouraging. Um, just to add to that. Oh. Before you comment, I just want to say if there's anyone who's called in and has a question, please press 1 so that I can recognize you, open your comment, um, open your line so you can ask a question. Um, Ms. Frida, I do want to ask you a question. It's more question, comment, suggestion type of a thing. You are um, the founder of Zambians Leading, um, Promoting Leadership in America, and I know there's a lot of work ahead of you with uh, cultivating us Zambian adults into um, being at our, uh, leading our potential, being our, the best that we can. Do you have something in your program of things that you are working on that would include the youth? I have met your daughters, amazing young ladies, fantastic. I'm not sure if you, they are included in your plans or if there's something that you have as working on that would include the young people that are here on the program today. Um, so a couple of things. First, thank you for your question. And I just want to give kudos to everybody that's on the phone. I also was in your shoe coming in, coming back here to go to school, not knowing about finances and not knowing what the opportunities were. And I can tell the story because I've walked through the path that you haven't yet passed, but I'm very much around giving back and ensuring that you have an easier path forward and that you can stand on the shoulders of all of us that are here, that are Zambians that have done something different. Um, to answer your question, um, Matilda knows I did realize there was a gap. I decided to go back and be a student. I just finished my dissertation. I'm going to be defending uh, my dissertation on November, so I have my doctorate and I'll be able to be more thoughtful around how we can um, uplift our Zambian diaspora. I have two daughters and I try my best to make sure that they are also examples of what we can do. But I want to say that um, there's a whole lot going on for us. I guess, I guess you guys saw the Kenyan guy who broke the world record. He ran a marathon under two hours. And that's us. That's African. We have a lot of excellence in us. So there's more to come. I, like I said, I will be more diligent about 
a more formal process to ensuring that you all have access to the right mentors and that you can go through the learning in a much faster way than we did. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Uh, Frida, before I had asked your question, I think uh, Samantha Uyona wanted to weigh in. Uh, yes. So, I'm again, I'm Samantha from North Carolina. I think that the biggest thing with um, wanting to have ties back home is, at least for myself, there's family. So I think that that's, that's an automatic tie. But as far as um, building something, investing something, there definitely is an interest in doing that. Um, I've, you know, I've seen a lot of people build homes, and that's always a success. But I think for me it's, it's more building something that hopefully will build a legacy. So maybe something along the lines of like a, a teaching foundation or like a small little clinic that like, you know, helps to serve people who can't afford um, health care, something along those lines. I've, I've always thought of that with my friend, but we're, we haven't yet found like the right networking or the right, um, the right venues to really begin not just having an idea, but implementing it. So I think that's something that I've been thinking about. I'm, I'm hoping to do more than just think about it. <laughs> okay, fantastic. When the show ends, I would like to com- um, connect the young people that have joined here. I know some of the young ladies, and Safi, uh, one of the guests was supposed to have joined, Safi Kalaba. She was not able to join us. But her, along with uh, Kuz and Helena, have been thinking about um, connecting with other young people across the United States. So I'll connect you guys when this program is is done. I do see we have been joined here by Ms. Sipo. Ms. Sipo, you indicated you had a question before I change topics. Do you want to ask your question now? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. Uh, give me one second here. Uh, this I had the previous speaker say that um, she needed help with finances and taxes uh, being here um, as a Zambian youth. Uh, this question is for the leaders that are online with us. Mm-hmm. Are there any um, ways that uh, this uh, this question would be? considered and uh, something can be put in place for the young people to be helped with uh, the things that they need, let's say, like finances, taxes, uh, immigration, things that really concern them on a daily basis. What are we doing as uh, uh, Zambian leaders to help them? Can I take this one, Ms. Matilda? Yes, Thank okay. you. Yes. Go so ahead. yes, that's a that's a yes. So thank you for that question. So yes, we in the past we like in Atlanta, for example, we have a lawyer. His name is Nigel Peary. Uh, he has hosted mm-hmm. like a community law day, where he invites people to come and ask any questions they have re- related to the legal profession, whether you're having immigration issues, uh, business registration issues. Like he brings a panel of lawyers every year. So he's done it twice. And maybe we just need to improve how we market the event. But we've noticed, like, other community members, like the Eritreans, they come out and support that event, and they attend and they ask questions. But we need to work on penetrating the Zambian uh, market. But Nigel Peer, for example, has handled the law piece. And then on the financial piece, actually, by Frida and myself, we've met with a a bank. I won't mention the name uh, because some things are still in the works. We've been talking with them about how we can host a financial literacy seminar. So we're hoping that in 2020 we'll have that piece uh, ironed out. But Rafael and I are definitely working with a bank because it's not just the youth, but even us as adults uh, who need help with finances. So we're definitely working on creating a program that can uh, provide that financial literacy uh, to the community. And, of course, that's also applicable to the youth. So, yeah, we've noticed that gap, and we're definitely working to address it. But we just need to get the youth more engaged in the process of planning these events or these seminars so that they can take ownership of this going forward because we need to handle what the baton, as Ms. Frida had mentioned earlier, for example, with the panelists on Friday. Okay. That's awesome. Um, that... Go ahead, Matilda. Go on, Susan. 
I was just mentioning it's awesome that there is uh, there are plans in the works for what's going to be done forward. One thing I was also going to mention is that I think being Zambian, it's an everyday thing. So it might also help, and I'm putting this out to the leadership on the forum, it might also help if we have, if the, if it wasn't for money, it would be good to say let's take a bunch of Zambian youth twice a year back home, but we know that's not very feasible. But if we could have, like, every quarter have different clinics or workshops and invite the youth in different parts of the United States, of course, so we can kind of deal with the issues that have come up on this call with the tax preparation, immigration, and all of that. If that if entrepreneurship is a path that somebody wants to go on, connect those people to people uh, that can mentor them that are already doing it. But most importantly, we are Zambian every day. I always tell my husband, I need an outlet that I can be with my people every day because every day I'm dealing with American culture. I go to work, I'm, I'm thinking in American culture. Everything that I do to transact for my livelihood, I have to do that in my, Ameri in my American mode. But we have to keep that Zambian mode, a successful one, alive. And the only way that we can do that is if we're consistent. So we're just not waiting for independence or Thanksgiving. But if we do something every quarter, that will keep that drive and desire alive in the kids. And they can see that this is something that is really progressive. It's not just because there's a penny, sorry, an independence event coming up or because, you know, there's a funeral. No, this, is, this should be something that should be nurtured. Throughout the year, we even have a program in this quarter, next quarter, this is what we're going to be talking about. That way, we have that, you know, that model keeps going on, and even if people fall off, there will still be that continuity. That's what I think mm. would really sustain, because I think we're all on the same page. We're all on the same page, but we have to have a vehicle that would drive what we are talking about. I will Can open I the mic. Okay, Frida, you wanted to to weigh in, and after that, I'm going to open up the the mic uh, mics for those who have called in, so we can have a quick roundtable discussion. And I do have a comment from a youth in the UK. So, Frida, your comment? Ashley, let me let the youth in the UK comment, and then I just want to um, summarize a few things that I'm going to challenge all of us on the phone with. Okay. Fantastic. Okay, so the comment is from a young Zambian youth in the UK. Her name is Mapesho, and uh, she has a comment type, observation question kind uh, type. She says, in a way, Zambia is a lot like the US. We have 72 different tribes, 10 provinces. We're a melting pot of cultures in one tiny country. When do you think we'll finally come together as a nation and are able to grow our economy, eradicate national nationwide poverty and build a less problematic government without the constant aid of foreigners. Don't get me wrong, Zambia is a beautiful place, but it has so much potential just waiting for us. And then, so Frida, since you wanted to comment after this, I'll let you have the floor. So I just want to start out with saying that anything is feasible. So we have to think about the challenge for all of us, including myself, is that mindset shift. When you start thinking differently, anything is possible. The other part that I noticed from my experiences working with our Zambian community and audience is that we always are waiting for somebody else to do it. Why don't we do this? Why don't we change this? We always have to think about what's our role in making the change. So the things that I want to throw out to all of us is that, one, anything is possible, but it comes with the price of changing the way that we think and becoming involved mm -hmm. and not thinking that anybody else is going to do it for us. Because we sit back mm -hmm. and we complain. I've been part of that complain choir that says customer service in Zambia is bad. We are so divided. I've been part of that. But what I did do to myself was I started challenging myself around, well, I'm complaining, but who's going who's gonna to resolve these issues that we always talk about. So whether it's even the financial literacy um, opportunities, even, as Bella said, people in their old 
40s, 50s, sometimes they're still struggling with finances, people in the 18, 19. Money is always going to be a problem unless you're Bill Gates or somebody or Beyonce. But for the most part, we have to learn how to think differently. We have to learn what our role is and engage in making those changes happen. And so it's for all of us to think back and say, what can I do to make a difference? Okay. So I will switch back to my my, uh, young people here who have called in, and I'm sure they think that I have forgotten about them. Uh, And that's, you know, Frida, you mentioned change. It's one of those things, even as, including myself, I'm guilty of that. Um, I'm a person who embraces change, but there are times that I will revert to something I already know that I'm comfortable with, and then... I was open to change, but then I slowly gravitate, not even slowly, maybe quickly gravitate to something that I already know. So we have to be conscious of the change around us. So time is quickly moving. If Nathan was on today, there's something I know he would have wanted to say because he keeps on saying this. And young people, please jump in and say something. Um, Nathan says, (laughs) and I have to laugh because it's a bit funny, he says, when we're having Zambian events, I don't think our our coming upcoming um, event Frida and Bella are having is going to do that. But most of Zambian events, as we grown up, people of a certain age, we say we want shima, we want to have shima and Zambian related foods. But the young people are saying, ah, shima, can we have something else? Do you guys feel the same way? You know, when we just had ZBTR event, we had a lovely lunch and dinner. Shima was there, and we loved it. But there were some young people who were like, could we have something else on the menu? What do you guys think? I'll start with um, Tukuza, Helena, Yona, and then Samantha. Um, I would say um, I think it's good to have a mixture of both. I do understand mm-hmm. that viewpoint, though, because sometimes, well, in my household, I know we eat. It's common that we we'll eat in Shima in this house, mm-hmm. so we eat it a lot, we make it a lot, and then let's say we go to an event, so we're thinking maybe we'll see some other things, and then we see more Shima, more Shima with vegetables, more kapenta. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's nice to, it's nice to eat Shima. It's nice to still have that luxury right. eating Shima even when we're in Zambia. But sometimes, sometimes it's good to have a break. But I think when it comes mm-hmm. to certain events, I think it's good to have a mixture. It doesn't always have to be in Shima. It doesn't, it doesn't not have to be in Shima. We can have rice. We can have other things. I'm not saying we eat burgers and fries or whatever. But I think it would be good to have a little bit of both, but not always the same thing. Change it up every so often. Maybe experiment with other types of food. Just, you know, not make it a routine where every time, every time, every time it's in Shima. Because it can get very repetitive. Helena, um, she said it all. It's honestly the same thing with me. Yeah. Okay. And and Yona, you same view. Samantha. Uh, wait. Okay. Ask the question again, just to make sure. About having shima at events. Whenever there's a Zambian thing, we say we want to have shima. Well, there should be shima. Actually, we demand shima. And then the young people are like. Oh, so we have something else. You share the same views on the Shima thing, or you just don't care? Uh, it's. I mean, I grew up here in America, so I, the food I eat is kind of Americanized. Uh, so I mean, if that really, if that helps, but I don't mind Shima <laughs> or anything, honestly. Okay, I didn't think. <laughs> okay, thank you, Yona. And. Uh, Roger, you, okay, Samantha, and then I think Roger had a question because we have like two minutes before we are actually uh, have to transition to the next program. Samantha, keep your, uh, if you have, if your um, comment is the same, that's fine too. Yeah, not the same, just having varieties is good. Okay, all right. Mr. Roger Charlie is uh, our host for the next show. That's coming in and about seven minutes. Yeah, seven minutes. Roger, uh, before you make your after you make your comment, you can let us know what we'll be discussing in the next hour. Well, as always, uh, we have quite a bit to look at. Uh, the issue of violence uh, in Zambia, political violence. Uh, one individual died there, uh, so we. Mm-hmm. 
We are going to wander around, uh, find out what is it going to take for our government uh, to stop uh, violence in, uh, in, the, in the nation. Um, <clears throat> I'm asking a funny question, actually, uh, Ms. Lucas. One of my funny questions today is after we receive so many requests from home, they want us to send money. Should we make sure these people we are sending money, they have voters card, they are going to vote? Or it's okay, we should just send. Uh, we love them anyway. It's just one of those things. Is that on the round my, my of the discussion? <laughs> my, confused, my, my confused mind. <laughs> but on top of the hour, on top of the hour, we are going to be uh, talking to Brian Mshota. He's the president of Zambia Institute of uh, uh, Real Estate uh, Agency in, in Zambia. We are going to be examining uh, the players uh, in... Um, uh, in the housing market in Zambia, uh, who, who are the main players? Wh why is it so hard uh, in our country to do a real estate uh, uh, deal? Why does it take forever? So it's going to help us answer. But before, before that, we want to find out how we can compare our leader, our president, to stop the political violence in our country. Mm -hmm. Okay, fantastic. You have a loaded um, roundtable discussion. Did you have anything for our youth today? Yeah, maybe I missed uh, uh, some uh, question here. I was looking at my notes. But um, I, I guess my question is, I don't know if you have asked them already, um, what are we going to do uh, to, to make them not necessarily part of Zambia Block Talk Radio but yes, part of but part of Zambia Block Talk Radio. Meaning, uh, how can we begin to engage? How can we begin to talk uh, so that uh, uh, when, as Bella said, we pass on the baton, uh, we have people to uh, to give the responsibility. Right now, we, 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 there's a feeling that um, uh, there is there is no link between the older guys and the younger one. What do we need uh, to do? Start, uh, I would start with just a group chat, honestly. Uh, in Facebook, you could start a group chat, and it's a step, okay. step one. And You're people from all around the world can be a part of the group chat. Yes. Uh, we so not we found out that most young people don't use Facebook. You prefer other media um, sites. So will we find young people on Facebook, and will we get a response in time? I think you will. We could also interest. <laughs> okay. Everyone who yes. will comment, we'll have to speak within 20 seconds each or less. Um, who started to say something? Kuza? I think Samantha did, and I think I actually didn't cut her off. Okay, Samantha. Uh, I'll just um, I'll be quick. I'll, I was just saying that, in, in all honesty, even though Facebook is not like our main um, way to like communicate, it is an effective way because at least everyone can um, have access to it. So, I mean, either something like GroupMe or Facebook, I think the biggest thing is just attracting people who are interested. So, as long as that there's a platform that people can start, then I think that'll be a good way. Then we can figure out where else we can open the forum. Okay. Now I have I very soon Roger will be kicking me off actually right right this is the time that he'll be kicking me off the show. <laughs> we have two minutes to wind actually we have thirty seconds for us to wind down. There is a question that uh Bella, the president of Aza, has asked the youth. I'm not sure Roger if you can allow us uh five minutes to come back on the show to answer it. Bella asked he's asking the the youth to contribute their talent, time, and money to things they care about. Is it a trust issue or culture issue? And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we have to wrap up. Susan, thank you for being a great co-host. Helena, Tukuza, Yona, and Samantha, with Roger's permission, I'll ask you to drop off and then call back in at 10 o'clock. Okay. Uh, hey, if anybody can oh, hear me, I'll start a Facebook group, and then if whoever wants to join, we'll go from there. All right. Great, great, great. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great morning.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.